The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. Ready? It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town Welcome to the Kwame the Sports Talk. We have a lot to talk about. We are live here in Arizona at the start of the first Final Four, uh, March 13th, March 14th. And we're going to do a lot of talking about that. I, I won't say a lot. We're going we're gonna to hit on it because we only have like a 30-minute show. You're so going to mix it up. That's what you're going to do. We'll mix it up. And, and, and when we talk about that, you know, I got Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris up in uh, up here to do that with me. Uh, them guys have always been great. We never know who's going to call in, but the number is 888 Three four six nine one four four. Uh, the first final four we got. I mean, it's it's. I want to get into it, but I do want to find out what you guys did this weekend, past weekend. I went to. Nothing? I took my graphics guy to dinner to pay him back for all the good things he's been doing for me. So I took my son. Yeah, website stuff is and marketing collateral. He is good. What do I mean, let me find out how good he is. Where do you go to dinner? Flemings. I guess he's all right. Even Kwame would be seen there. Up, up, up in D.C. Ranch, yeah, <laughs> my neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't go up in the neck of the woods right there. They, they, uh, they look at me like, uh, what, are you, what are you looking for? You hang with me, they dude. Like, they, say, oh. <laughs> they say, what are you looking for? Are you, are you lost? <laughs> Alex, nothing? I know you did some uh, waitering uh, last week. Yeah, I did, and I, I watched uh, I watched a lot of golf this weekend. I was, oh, I was hoping that... man. I was, I, yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk about that. I uh, yeah. watched a lot of conference tournaments. I was on the couch a lot this weekend, just watching. There was a lot of good stuff this weekend. Well, you said you had uh, I did, some aiming fuel in you. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> no, there's this cool bar. Uh, Rock Bar is in Old Town. That's uh, this, Rock new, bar? this new spot. It's where Acme used to be, and my friend, uh, my roommate, mm. plays some gigs so, there. Oh, it's in mm. the cut, then. It's a good spot. Mm. It's walking it's distance spot. from home. More or less, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he scheduled to play or he just shows up and play? No, no, he's he's scheduled. He he had played a couple times in the past couple weeks. We so go over there. We I mean the management's great there, so we have we have a lot of fun there. It's not great unless I'm drinking for free. So well, if you t- so if I tell you come with me, meet me at this spot, that means you're drinking for free. Yeah, but I didn't say I didn't tell you to come meet me. I yeah, said that's I'm what just I was saying. Oh, the, management, <laughs> the management is not great then. So the management great when you can drink. On yeah. the manager. I like when you walk in and before you ever get to the bar, your drinks up on the bar because oh, yeah. they know who you are and yeah. what you drink, and it's all good. Cheers! I don't maybe. mind well, maybe, maybe for, that. for you, it might be a little Cheers. different. I haven't played professional sports before, so so you saying I don't if either. I didn't play <laughs> exactly, but I'm so cool. You saying if I didn't play football, I wouldn't get free drinks. Yes, I talk to everybody. Yeah. I talk to everybody. Some people it's relationships, but you know what? This is why this guy's crazy because some people don't. <laughs> I don't even, like where this conversation is going. Good already. to have you back though. They don't even know I play football. They don't even know I play football. It's like guys in the league right now. If you didn't know them from football, you would never know they play football just, be how, just yeah. because how they carry themselves. These people don't even know I play football. I go in there and I talk to them. I have a good time. I'm going in there expecting to pay. And they say, oh, we, we got you. Take care. No problem. Yeah. So then I say, oh, okay, no problem. Whatever you need, this, this, that. Give me a call. They see my card and it's ball game. Mm. 
So okay, you, I'm taking notes. So tell me, tell I'm me again. You shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you send me the cliff notes on that? Where's that mute button? <laughs> All right, we got the. Uh, you say you watched a lot of golf. I did. I felt I. Well, I guess well, we, we're gonna have to talk about Tiger at some point. Well, we talking about Tiger right now. Get it in yeah. and get it out because this guy's killing me. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. How long can you root for somebody? I mean, if you're a fan. Oh, a now you fan, have to root for. See, him. you're not a lawyer fan, but if you're a of lawyer fan, of course I'm. I'm talking about just in in general and everything. <laughs> if, it, if the guy you makes me, didn't you? If a guy makes a lot, of, if a guy makes a lot of money, you're not a fan of his. <laughs> <laughs> just wait. We'll talk about that. Okay. Well, we get on it. No, Tiger was man. I think every injury. Guys that play a physical sport, and, and golf is not that physical, but it's more mental than anything, I believe. Um, they learn to play through pain. But you're talking about Achilles, and he disqual- he uh, withdrew himself, and he wasn't playing that bad. He was fighting. He's right. Yeah, he was fighting. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's all you can ask for in golf. If you fight, because look at Justin Rose, who won, who won the uh, Cadillac Championship. Oh, yeah. He was just consistent. Just consistent. Yeah. Everybody, everybody else yeah. fell off. Yeah. Bubba Watson fell off, and I'm looking for Bubba just, Bubba, you... He's so used to playing from outside the fairway that, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. He didn't know where was You just never know. I, I was kind of surprised that, that Keegan Bradley actually folded because he's been he in did. every every he tournament, did. it seems, this year. The past six or seven, he's been in contention on, on Sunday. And he, he dropped, I think he shot two over on uh, on Sunday. And But think, uh, of, think what, about it. It's patterns. With yeah. all these guys, it's patterns that they're running. And until they break out of that pattern, they're going to keep repeating what they've been doing and hoping for newer and better things. And Keegan did fall off, but you can't be surprised at it. This guy, what is his second? year on the major tour mm-hmm. and, and those things will happen because if it was Rory we would say the same thing that we were surprised but remember this guy how he folded in the uh, yeah, he put up an 80 in the Masters right. yeah, on Sunday yeah. yeah on Sunday but then on the Masters how he folded he comes back it, it's what you're learning from those That's those right. rounds you play in and I think uh, with all this what look like to us failures um, or disappointment these guys professionally they learn they learn from those mistakes, and then and they show up again. We are like, oh, this guy. Then you think, oh man, if you would have won last week, and then you won this week. You would have had two wins, but it took that loss maybe, right, to, to get to that, get to uh, that next that level. Next You're always week. building yeah. and growing. Right. Right. I mean, going back to even Kyle, Kyle Stanley, who uh, who put up the uh, what he put up a double on on 18 at uh, at the farmer at the Farmers Open uh-huh. in San Diego, and then comes back and wins the waste management the next week. And wins the waste management. Same thing with uh, who was it, Phil Mickelson? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but these guys, now we're talking about professionals. See, I think the top 50 guys in the world, uh, all these guys can play or they won't be on the uh, right. PGA Tour. They've got skills. They have skills. They have yeah. something that keeps them around, uh, but they can't get over their hunt when you got right. guys at the top. The top 20 guys, if you stayed in the top 50 for, and this is golf, for 20 years, you never have to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. You can be, or you, you're already doing this as a passion anyway, golf, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just fun. Golf challenges you in so many uh, aspects. Uh, same th- same thing I like I say about football how it expose you uh, everything about you but golf right there if you're not a thinker uh, you you won't be able to play that game right and, and with with Tiger especially I mean he uh, he was there I mean he was he was a few strokes back, well he was I think he was seven strokes back uh, going into Sunday or six strokes back but he went he went three over on the first seven holes I was like uh, I thought I thought that unfortunately with him I I did think this I was like well. He doesn't want to play the rest of the course because he might be hurting a little bit, mm-hmm. so he's going to just withdraw and you say that what? he say that he hurts. He's hurting more than he is because he's done that before. I don't know if he's done it 
That he was did that in the I, first round once. He oh, went like four over in seven holes. Like, okay, I don't want to play anymore. Right. I, he, I don't know if that's his thought process, but it has happened. And I'm thinking, and the human nature, I'm thinking like, oh, this guy feels like he can't win, so he's going to get out of we can ask well, you. He's got a memory of the pain from the past, and you know yeah. that, that starts to crop up. Plus, I'm curious because it's the left side, the left leg. And from body language, the left leg is all about moving forward. The left side is the more feminine, feminine creative side, which is about receiving. So it's, Feminine? you know, is he ready to receive? Is he ready to move forward and receive those accolades as he has in the past? And there may or may not be something in that as well. Yeah, and uh, it's all well. I mean, and physically speaking, that's where all you get all your torque from is is your is your left uh, is your left knee. So I mean, he he was in the rough he for the first six or seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was in the rough for the first few holes, trying to get out. And the rough wasn't rough wasn't short. You know, he was trying to get out. You and, guys remember when they they made they make golf courses where they used to. To Tiger proof this guy, so they made it hard on everybody. And then, uh, at, at some point, when Tiger got a little bit older, and he's—I think he's only 36 years old. Right, only 36. This guy could play at a high level for 10 more years at a high level, mm-hmm. and I think that's what he's—he's he's trying to get his game patterned back to where it was, as far as uh, mentally and physically, where he can get these maybe five more majors to, to either tie or pass Jack Nicklaus. Yeah. Well, the but thing is, anytime our mind is in chaos, if it's in that area of indecision, it's always going to go no. To whatever it is that's going on, it's always okay. going to say no to it. Okay, but with that injury and that, good, uh, good comment. But with that, a lot of guys mentally will shut it down. The guys and football guys, their body tells them no, but they fight through it. So every time they get nicked, they uh they able to keep going. Correct. There's some guys that we we see that comes on our team, come on to different teams, and as soon as they get hurt, they shut it down. And we're like, this is the guy you drafted in the first round. As soon as he get hurt, he shut it down. Well, and that all goes back to some guys have got the willpower to get through, and they can have that willpower for a period of time and around certain things. Where one guy will say no to the pain and work through it, somebody else will back away from it. But the same guy that's backing away from the pain, maybe in another instance, he's saying yes to something else that, uh, that the same guy that said no to the pain. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it's a it's, everybody is unique and different in is, what affects them. Is pain a, uh, is pain challenging? If you get pain, do you shut it down, or do you challenge yourself to fight through the pain? If it's not bodily or life-threatening. I don't, I don't think that... I, a Tiger won a U.S. Open with no knee. So I don't think that he... I don't. I don't think it changes in three years. I think because mm. he's not. No, he because it changes because moment to moment. Okay, not yeah. that guy is a machine. He still is a machine. We he's don't just know lo- that. He's just lost. He he's has that aspect within him, but he's not using that right now. And, and I think it's, uh, because no, be, and this is skill based. This isn't. I don't think this is. I think that he is just off of his right after right after the divorce. He lost his. He's been divorced, but why have to finalize it? Well, right, I think right, it's more so his well, right after, than anything. Right, sure. So right, right after, maybe right after he got caught. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it wasn't even divorced. Right after he got caught, he lost all mental toughness that he had. But he had that his whole life. Like it, it'll. It, I mean, it's muscle memory. Your brain's. I mean, he'll get back there. I just think that if he, you win a U.S. Open... He has Open, the opportunity to get back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many guys. These guys, look at Keegan Bradley. We're talking about a guy named Keegan Bradley. Yeah, but he's, out of he's a child. He's Ooh. a child. All these guys are so young. They have no... Tiger. Tiger's different. I, he will always Tiger, be looked at as differently. I put Tiger, um, if this makes sense, I put Tiger and Michael Jackson in kind of the same category. They mm-hmm. never had an adult. They was already, always in a structured life. Tiger has always been structured. So when he got caught, that was a surprise to him. That was like... I thought I had everything under control. When Tiger lose control in his uh, personal life, he lose control in golf course. It's it's all a rape. Right. He won the he won the U.S. Open with no knee, but I think I think he won it. He with was his a different mental. person at that yeah, time. Yeah, he won mentally, 
with all that history he has and playing that course as a, as with, a kid. With all of us, there's different aspects inside of us, and we can draw on any one of those at any time, but we also have to have an awareness to know what we want to draw from. So Tiger, knowing that he has this aspect inside of him, that he can go back and be that person that he once was if he chooses to. But part of that, if he chooses to do that, in his own mind, he may also have a little story running that if I go back and choose to be that tiger I was, look at all the crap that happened afterward, and I don't want to have that happen. Now, it may not be logical, but our mind and our emotions are not necessarily logical when they're in the emotional aspect sure. of what we do. Oh, sure, but the other thing is that now people overlook this, and they get, Tiger gets a bad rap for this, but the field is so much stronger than it was when he, when he was winning all those tournaments. All of these young cats, I mean, Rory, Rory's number one in the world, now 22 years old, uh, Luke Adam Scott, you know, Justin Rose, all of these guys are under 30, and it's turning, golf is now turning into tennis, where your your peak years are up to 27, and then Roger Federer now is almost not even, not, not even talked about because he's over the, he's, he's over the hill, so to speak. I, I think and I think the, the same I, thing with golf is happening. I think these guys, uh, these young guys, they have a passion to play golf because of those older guys. Tiger just, just didn't start playing golf. He had, you know, you had an idol. I had a, a Ronnie mm-hmm. Lott, uh, those guys. I had somebody I want to model my game and pat my game towards mm-hmm. and then take it to the next level of what I do best. Ty, Rory has those guys. He, he, he'll tell you himself, uh, and you've seen in interviews that, Tiger was his favorite um, golfer coming in. So now I'm on a golf course practicing day in and day night, and day in and night, uh, trying to man- uh, manage my game and, and pattern my game like that guy. But then take what I do best because he is a young guy and he com- he comes on the scene. You can even go to the female side. Look at Michelle Wee. She came up this phenom and then she just went to a. Uh, she got on a stalemate. Yeah, she plotted, she got plotted. A, Yeah, and then she yeah. went to college, and then she's still that good golfer. There's just so much going on in your lives right now that uh, you either concentrating on golf or Tiger. That's all Tiger had to do. And I, I hope that Tiger wasn't using steroids or something and he stopped. Got big. He got big too quick, I, and I thought I, I hope I hope that he's not. Because, I mean, this is everybody's body. This is Barry Bonds all over if he's if, if he roided and stopped. Well, golf is supposed to be a um, gentleman's game, so you, you're not. They, they don't even test for steroids. Right, because right. nobody. There's been no special. Like Tiger, like Rory's a golfer. Rory's a skinny, you know, and, and he uses his body. He, he contorts his body correctly to make the ball go far I and where a, he wants it to. I had a college roommate that went on cycles, and I had about five college roommates. So you figure which one that, who that guy is. Hmm. Uh, but you um, you go on cycles. You never know. You just you trying to build strength. Um, I, I think guys uh, that take steroids are idiots. I think guys that need that uh, silly because you are already the best at that position well we go back to the conversation that we have choices all the time and you can look outside yourself to try to find where you're going to get that edge or the real place is with inside yourself to take the power and the passion and the capabilities that you truly have and build on those and you don't need to go outside of yourself to get that right but especially because they don't test who who the hell knows? Well, like seriously, like it, with, with what's been going on in sports, you're on with, steroids. You got to stay on steroids. You just can't get off your game. Not because look at what happens when you do. If, if you blow both your knees out, you, you don't recover as quickly. I'm just saying it, it's a theory. A I'm saying it's a theory. Well, we, with all the stuff that's gone on with Sandusky and the bounties and everything nowadays, there's nothing safe. Nobody is safe. From all, from bad stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying. No, hey, what I'm uh, saying. Mo, can you put on some Twilight music? I don't understand. But <laughs> you need a shot of Jaeger from look, our uh, conversation before. I don't need a homosexual drink. Uh, uh, vanilla white uh, Russian. Russia, that was the drink. Vanilla white Russian. I need a crown on the rocks right now. John, oh, you're such a man. Somebody such a man. Right there. Yeah, Jaeger. You must be in the Navy. Hey, 
We got to talk about the uh, uh, NCAA as a Final Four, plus the, the eight teams that's got to fight themselves in. But we got to take a break. We do have Clancy Corner coming up in the second segment. We'll get to it. We'll mix it in in the second segment. All right. Formula Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Come out You're like the FCC is not listening. FCC? What are they going to do to me? <laughs> Let me get off the air? I go on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a threat. <laughs> yeah, you're a threat. You get off the air. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia College sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk with Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris in the studio. We second segment, we always got the Clancy Corner. Oh, uh, you know what? I thought we was gonna have some callers coming in. Uh, at least one, maybe two. That may have been Kenya Simone or Samaj. Have you heard from Samaj? Anything? I haven't heard from Samaj. No. Samaj texts me, says she's gonna call on the show. I knew she was sleep talking. <laughs> oh, sleep texting. Samaj, come up, call in. We're yeah, in the same time zone now too with her, right? Yeah, we are. We're yeah. moving. I don't know how this time zone's gonna work. Nothing changes for us. But I know we're still 12 o'clock on the East Coast. Nine yeah, now, right. now we yeah, actually pac- match up. Yeah, yeah, 9 Pacific. It's still 9, 12, you know, 9 Pacific, 12 East Coast. Hey, let's get in right into Clancy Corner because we got some things we want to get into. Yeah, I'll make it a quick one today. Uh, a couple things. Trade deadline uh, is coming up Thursday. And, you know, you can't get away from talking about Dwight Howard. Uh, I was thinking about it, and I think that the Orlando Magic, are the <laughs> they, got, they got screwed because of this, because uh, of the shortened season. Because the trade deadline's later, meaning if you get traded to a team, there's already more camaraderie, there's already more teamness with them uh, than they normally would be if the trade deadline was in February like it normally is. So that might deter people for actually trading for Dwight Howard. If he were to go to New Jersey, which is where he wants to go for some reason, it makes no sense. They have to gut their team, send him there, and Darren Williams and him aren't going to win a championship by themselves. So I think that if he's smart, which I I'm assuming he'd lead to do, he's le- he's leaning to do is to just test free agency. And Orlando once again will get rid of Shaq Part Two, Superman Part Two, without getting anything in return. Which is you know it'd be a travesty, but they did this to themselves. Uh, Dwight Howard is proving that unless you try to supersede the game in the NBA like Carmelo did, like Amari did, and just sat down pouted cross your arms and refuse to play until you got traded, you're not going to get what you want unless it's through free agency. So luckily it's the it's the last year in his contract, so he'll be out soon. That's that's what I think. There's another trade, a rumor going around with uh, Jamal Crawford going to the Clippers, uh, which I think would be huge because uh, Chauncey Billups is out for the year. They need some veteran leadership. The Clippers are slipping, and Jamal Crawford is money off the bench, and they wouldn't have to give that much up for him. So I think that that'd be a great trade for the Clippers should make, because you know they need that veteran leadership because they obviously don't have any right now. 
And the second thing I wanted to talk about was how Dwayne Wade should be Times Man of the Year. People do not think about him anymore and how clutch he used to be in Miami before, you know, court jester LeBron James instead of King. See what I did there? Instead of King James, I said court jester. <laughs> see what I did? See what I did? You're just upset you didn't think about it yourself. Do you have pictures to go with that? I do. Oh, uh, you cool. just can't see him. Okay, I need some theme music. <laughs> Stevie <laughs> Nicks. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Dwayne Wade, his hit game winners, he takes the shots. He should be the one taking the last shot every every game. But because LeBron James, you know, did his did his uh, fundraiser, quote unquote, that you know, send his talents to Miami Beach makes me want to throw up when I think South about Beach. it. Yeah, <laughs> South Beach, whatever. Uh, it, you know, people forget about Dwayne Wade. He hasn't said one word since LeBron came to Miami. That was his team. That was his city. And two guys came in. He's making the least amount of money on the team. He sacrificed everything. He sacrificed everything. For LeBron James, and LeBron James is pretty much stepping on his face through the media, through everything. Like st- he still makes it about him, when in fact Dwayne Wade is the anchor of that team, and people are forgetting that. So that that would piss me off. But he's he's doing it so well in the media. He hasn't said one word. Long like Russell Westbrook, who's your favorite guy <laughs> in uh, in Oklahoma City. He's who a real not, talented guy too. Right, I, but, I but he's been like, in three like years. Yeah. He hasn't he doesn't want a ring. He hasn't hit game winners. He hasn't done anything. So it's a little different, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I wanna um, let me I, let me see. Within all that you say, I wanna find somewhere to agree with you. And I think I'll start <laughs> with uh, Dwayne Wade. He has been quiet, and it was his team. And, and as far as his sacrifice go, I, what are you sacrificing this year, next year, or, or the term of the co- contract that these guys signed together? Uh, I think those three will win the championship together. He has been quiet. He has let LeBron come to South Beach and come into his own. And he had, and we talked from the outside about him missing these shots. He has missed those shots. I think in his mind he thought, and, and that can weigh on you too. When somebody's saying so much about you and you can say, I don't care, but you read about it, uh, it sneaks into you. It sneaks into your, your DNA or what you want to do and trying to do. I, I really think in his mind uh, that he tried to make the right decision or the right basketball decision, I, I should say. When passing the ball at the final second, he's getting double teamed. But in those double teams, he could double team all game. He still hit over shot, shots over guys. But at the last minute, now that's hitting a shot during the game and hitting a shot at the end of the game to win it. Pressure changes. But I think he's that guy should handle that pressure. Although uh, D Wade is the guy, uh, is more of a manager, coach on that field, on that court, and he allows those guys to get theirs off. And then at the end of this game, he steps in and get his points. He's he. You're right. He could get. Uh, Nobel Peace Prize, uh, Peace Prize uh, working with those guys, but you know he still figure as far as the sacrifice. I think I believe that that sacrifice just is not for one or two years. It's it's the duration of the contract. They should win too. The way he has one, he feels right. if we get this together, there shouldn't be a team better than us if we just stop playing first and take this thing serious. And I think LeBron is more of a playful guy. Uh, when, and I t- and I talk about Kobe. If you want to win championships, you add Kobe. You want to make it look good all year and marketing, media, and all that thing. All take LeBron. Things, you take LeBron. Yeah. As soon as they get serious. I mean, they'll win some championships. Here's the thing, and and uh, you know, they're he's he's giving up everything. I mean, he's making a hundred ten million dollar contract, and and they're and they're the most fun team to watch in the NBA. He's not giving up that much, but personally and emotion, I mean, like phys- uh, mentally speaking, he's giving up a lot. Now, I think you're gonna. I think a lot of guys would you you would of do course that. I would you but, would do that. If but I would I would tell him, yo, you're coming into my city. This is my team. Not and saying, not not not, not, say not it, by saying it, not by saying okay, it. But at the end of the game, I would demand the ball. I wouldn't defer 
because he's he's already proven that he is a clutch guy. Now, and and you don't have anything to throw at me, do you? Okay, no. I think that no, I think you. that <laughs> left, left, Here's right. If, if I were to pick one person to put in the Hall of Fame right now, I would say Dwayne Wade, a hundred times out of a hundred. Out of who? Out of him and LeBron, hundred oh, times out of a hundred. Yeah, well, he has a ring, right? But. LeBron has LeBron's the first one, the, the youngest guy to ten thousand, youngest guy to blah blah, blah the youngest guy to rip a team up, the youngest guy to do everything. I think um, it, with, with those two, if we had to decide who's going in the Hall of Fame, it wouldn't even be a question. I wouldn't say LeBron uh, right now. Well, I think we're in the minority today. Oh I yeah, say I right definitely now. think we're in the minority. You talking about the Hall of Fame? Numbers right wise, now. LeBron has it. Before Shaq even came to uh, Miami, and Deborah, you can jump in time. Before yeah, it was, it was, um, <laughs> it was. Um, D Wade's team, yeah, and they won a series, and they won. He was a rookie, exactly. And then they were down by four, three games. Uh, maybe I think it was to Dallas. Maybe they were down 0-2. 0-2, I and think they, they came were back down. and won four in a row. I, I thought it was yeah, they, they won four in a row, and it was elimination. Uh, that game, the next game, he won four in a row. It had nothing to do with Shaq. D Wade is that type of player. I thought if I was that player, and you say you coming into my town. I shouldn't have to say that. You already know what I have already established here. So when you come here, you know. Let me have the ball at the end of the game and let me distribute it. And I can give it to him. If you double-team me, you're going to have to double-team me if I'm Dwayne Wade because I'm going to shoot every time. If not, I'm going to give it to LeBron James who, if you double-team me, then he's single t- coverage. Mm-hmm. he got to make that shot. The question becomes, what you know, you've got a culture that you've got to build and you've got a plan. And if you've got a culture and a plan, then you can play as a team and you can win more games. And right now, if they're not playing as a team because everybody wants to be the leader, then you're going to have discourse. And you're going right. to have discourse on the field or on the court and off the court both. Um, and it, it's just not going to work. And I think uh, Dwayne Wade, knowing he's – you got you – got, these are leaders on every team. You have more than one. Uh, you got that outspoken guy. You have that silent leader, and everybody. Shane and then they re- Shane is one of those guys. And but they, the people who are not that know who they are, they respect those guys mm-hmm. to take them to where they want to go at the end of the year. And a leader steps up based on circumstances. Right. Say if you and I, the three of us, are in the same room, and you've got higher skills in one area than I do, you should be the leader in that aspect. When we move into another area, and I've got the greater skills, then I'm the leader in that aspect. Right. I absolutely agree. But, but but this is this is let the big dot eat at the end of the. Game. Game, okay. And they're both the big dogs. Well, so this is why they both play the same position, more or less. This is what the problem. This but is a big dog moves as a pack. Yeah. No, there there is an alpha dog, and there's the rest of them. There and they're is, both but, alpha but in dogs. a true pack, the alpha changes. And I don't think they're the a true pack yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well, been. I agree, it's with, been, I agree with that. Been two years now. It's not even. Two? It's been a year and a half. Year so and it's you know it's going to take a year and a half. It's going to take a while. But if they lose this year, they're burning down Miami. You bring You taking um who uh. Two of the top guys who came down to Miami. He was the top guy in um, Cleveland, and then um, Chris Bosh was, was in Toronto. They were the top guys at the position. Mm-hmm. You just can't bring three superstars. I'm gonna tell you who did this. Washington Redskins did this in '98. They had the best team on paper. You can Google it, look it up. The best team on paper. They were eight and eight. Mm-hmm. That yeah. team should have. And we played them, and we they had a better team than us. We went out there and played. They couldn't play together. They had Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. Chris Dishmas, uh uh, it's great to have skills. They had but all those guys yeah. on that. Defensively, they shouldn't have been scored on. But uh, they couldn't play together. Right. We, we mark, you got to have that chemistry. And I think Dwayne, being who he is, is letting these guys build this chemistry, finding their identity in Miami. Because what they were, they were stars. Now, you can't have three stars and everybody's trying to shoot the ball. I think, then, I, think I honestly believe Dwayne took a step back and let these guys find who they are. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really think that uh, they'll probably win one. Or two, and then, I, I and then they'll blow it up. I mean, look two at, would be great. So, so look at what happened. Look at what happened. 2008, the Celtics win. They're, they're the first big three, even though they were older. 
how's it going in uh, New York? How's it going well, in? It's still, how's it going in every other city? These big three things, maybe they don't work when you trade all the all the glue, all the fibers of all your you team. Need is two guys, and the rest of them got to be rolled. And players. that's why. And that's why. Uh, one thing I will say is, I think the Lakers uh, and the Bulls are going to make the finals this year. Two superstars, and the rest because of, the, of exactly that reason. Two two superstars. No, yeah, just the team. They're both. They're the two strongest teams. Did you say the Lakers? Yeah. Yeah. And Kenya, you're listening. He said the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Send me some Portillos. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> look, <Yeah. laughs> the Lakers. No, I think two superstar uh, format with the role players understanding their role. You win more games than three superstars well, trying to figure out who they but are. But that's the clue: is you got to understand your roles. And if the guys are just coming in playing ball, I mean, it's not street ball. You know, they've got to come in. They've got to understand their roles. They have to be in agreement with their roles, and then play it at the highest level of what their skills will allow them to play. And Orlando, and, and, and Orlando, the way Howard's trying to leave there, but they trying to bring superstars to him. But I don't no. think those are enough yeah. superstars. I don't. He's looking for guys with names. I, and more so, if I was him, I wouldn't leave. That's me thinking out here in the studio. But he wants to be in that sh- that limelight. He wants to be in Brooklyn. He wants to be in the um, L.A. Uh, it's it's just not for you. you Lights, know, camera, action. Yeah, well, no, he's. I think L.A. is for him, but I I wouldn't want him. Yeah, but that's for marketing. If, sure. If yeah. I'm the, if I'm the Clippers or the Lakers, and I can get him, you know, and I'm the head of the marketing department. I'm going to light it up. Yeah. You don't think I was the greatest, going up. Yeah, yeah, you don't think I was the greatest uh, marketer in the business. But it's you got to go like Deborah said, lights, camera, action. When you get there, it's all about action. Don't mm-hmm. no more complaining. No more. I want to get out of here. He said he want to get out of here. That's five teams he wanted. Uh, no more bringing the rest of your teammates down because he brought his t- uh, Nelson down. He said he wants to play with Darren Williams. Yeah. Put, your, put your job hat on and show us what you can do. Show up to work and shut you make up. a lot of money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to say it one time, right? No, but you show up to work and shut up. You were uh, you were right. The Clippers, yeah. if, if they were smart, uh, 96%. Uh, if you if the, if you're the Clippers and uh, you, I would say trade Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan for okay. Dwight Howard. Okay, we going to a break. No, 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 no. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Because Blake Griffin shoots 50% from the field, but 80% of those are dunks. Okay, he doesn't have any real defensive skills. DeAndre Jordan has no offensive skills. He's still a young guy. He broke his leg the first year. Right. But Dwight Howard is young enough. Dwight Howard's 26 or 27. Yeah. You could win with Chris Paul, him, Karan Butler. You can. There are I, pieces I, there. I wouldn't get rid of those guys. I, I 100%. Them. I would trade Blake Griffin in a second for Dwight Howard. That's you. In a second. From last sports talk. We got Deborah DeBree coming up and down and dirty with Deborah. Um, but that, you know what? You make an interesting point, but I don't know. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Interesting. <laughs> Not not interest, correct, but interest, interesting. Interesting is not always good. I mean, interesting hey. is kind of like. Have you got a minute? Yeah, you got a minute. Yeah. Let me talk to you. No, we. Uh, that's. I don't know. I gotta write that down to see it from mm-hmm. I can't see it when you're talking. Hey, is that that uh, gold tea you got? Don't be jealous. Jealous. We be back. <laughs> It's not gray yet. <laughs> Edit near people. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. One of the guys. Welcome back. I've also been told I've got bigger. Than uh, hey, 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 we hey, are hey. on a sports talk. We're going to have to get a delete button. Oh, no, no, what is it? A mute button. We need mute that button. mute button. So it's, it's <laughs> that or a big sock to shove in our mouth. Oh, I know. Well, uh, hey, we, 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 we do have to talk about Peyton Manning and where he's going and also uh, maybe get into a little of, uh, what's that, the free agency. Because uh, he's shaking up a whole lot of things. But this is the third segment. So we're going to get down and dirty with Deborah. <sighs> Right now. Ta-da. So nice and quick, uh, we started working on the playbook, and last week we talked about goals, uh, and we also talked about the fact that first thing you have to do is an assessment. And whenever I work with my clients, be they pro players or weekend warriors, no matter what the sport, it's always assessing first your goals, your performance goals, and then today we're going to talk a little bit about the mental and emotional aspect, because it's really interesting when I start going through the questions around the mental and emotional game, how gaps show up, those unseen, hidden, and really powerful thoughts and emotions that trip people up. I also look at their language patterns. How do they describe the good and the bad and the ugly about what they're doing? My clients are always told to be really raw and real, and this is when you're looking at yourself, make sure it's the same thing, because if you're doing smoke and mirrors and you're just glossing over stuff, then expecting your game to get any better, your performance to get any better, isn't going to work work. Um, I'm also looking at patterns and the depth of the feelings. So, for instance, there's usually about 10 groups that I go through when I'm asking questions such as self-confidence, trust, composure, motivation, um, security, determination, desire, stress, frustration, fearful, nervousness, those type of areas. Just for instance, I want to take one such as trust. And this happened the other day on a phone call with a client when I asked him just simply, who or what do you trust? And as humans, we typically go, for whatever reason, we typically go to what we don't like or don't trust first. He said, well, I don't trust my coaches. Well, that was interesting. And it was also powerful to know and to dig into the why. Well, what's happened? What was the concern here? And then he also went to, but I do trust my players. I especially trust the players within his group, his squad. Um, so just looking at one of those angles brought up so much information that we can now work with in order to uh, not necessarily uh, change something that's uncontrollable, which is how his coaches are treating him, but look at what he can control, which is his thoughts or beliefs or feelings around the coaches and what can he do to strengthen himself in his game. That reminds when, me of when, you, what you used to talk about when that? you were playing, how, how you just stayed the course and took care of what you could take care of, and that was it. Yeah, when she said, uh, when he said uh, he didn't trust his coach, I looked at Deborah crazy. It's yeah. kind of crazy, but then I thought about it. I, I don't trust coaches neither mm-hmm. because it's one coach that was real. He was real. He kept it raw with us. He said, before I get fired, I'm going to get you released from this team. And he was serious. And he was saying, if you don't go out there and do your job, right. I'm not going to keep making excuses for you. And But when, you, when he said... You first, I'm second. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going down with the ship exactly. without you going first. Because he puts... And I can understand that because he puts in all that work. You, you, you give us the game plan, and then we look at the game plan and say, is there anything that you guys do not understand? What do you want in this game plan? Because you can win. It takes hard right. to now win. Now you've got accountability. Exactly. What My coach in college would say, what, do you, what play... Is everyone on good on these plays right here on this defense? If we call this, if guy had one thing, if he was leaving, we talked about it for a minute, he'd take it out. Because you can win with any play. It just gave you more tools for your toolbox when you stepped out on the field. Right. Now, coaches, no, I don't trust him because God, there was this, another coach at Kansas running back. Let me see his name because I do want to say his name on air that I didn't <laughs> trust. He's a running back coach. He's uh, he's still at Kansas now. He left and came back. Uh, Reggie, 
know. It'll come. Keep talking. Yeah. It'll come up. But, um, you know, I didn't trust the guy. He was always, yeah, I mean, he'll say one thing and then he'd get around the coaches and he had the head coaches and more uh, higher up assisting coaches and he'd totally do something different. I'm like, why you got to, do you, can you look yourself in the mirror? Right. And you, and you get that feeling. I didn't trust Which him. Which personality is yeah, going to show up this today? Guy? Yeah. And I, Reggie, God damn it. But, uh, yeah, I don't untrust guys like that. So when you, when he says he doesn't trust his coaches, it's, it's kind of, uh, it kind of delay his process of moving forward. Exactly. Because now you're thinking, what moves can he make as far as is this guy does he play well, football? Whether you tr- yeah, he plays football, and whether you trust him or not is not somewhat all. immaterial because you can you cannot trust them. But it's what are you going to do within your own gameplay to overcome the fact that you don't trust them? If you're playing at a much higher level, uh, it, let me put it this way: if because of the the fact that you don't trust them, you're not playing as well because you're afraid you're going to get yelled at or whatever, then your play just went down. So you're the one affected. The coach keeps doing what they've been doing. If you understand the fact that you don't trust them and just and just accept it as a fact and then say, well, what am I going to do about it? Then you can up your level of play. And no matter whether whether you trust the coach or not, you're staying playing at your competitive best, which means your team trusts you more and maybe you can win the trust of the coach. Right. And, the tr- and the team, I think the team is more, I know the team is more the team important members. than the coach. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have a problem with getting yelled at as long as you was making me better, correcting me, and I didn't make the same mistakes over you. Well, it depends on the tonality of the yelling and what it, you're yelling and, uh, and what's the truth of it. Right. If, you, if it's a truthful yelling at that, it makes sense and it can up your game. Exactly. Great. If it's yelling for the sake of being loud, then uh, not if, so much. If you're yelling, me, yelling at me to be loud, because I've, I've told plenty of coaches, I said, first of all, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. I can hear you a lot right. better. Both ears work. Exactly. Yeah. I said, but you must be thinking I'm someone else. I'm saying, talk to me as this professional. Right. Talk to me man to man. I say, don't yell at me. Right. Now, I wouldn't say that if I didn't think it had some negative connotation to it or you was yelling at me so you can look good so the other coach can see that. I can and take coaching. S- and sometimes a coach doesn't even know that they're yelling, quite honestly. It's a pattern that they build, true. and that's just the way that they could communicate. Be, so it's not true. about the players. It's about the coach. Well, that could be true. If yeah. you, if like like your guy, if he don't trust his coaches, then he knows this guy has a motive. It's not always well, the best player. On the field. Right. And the question, too, is the coach treating everybody that way? Because if he is, all that's the coach's deal. Then you can yell at me all day long. If, you, if you're yelling at me like you're yelling at everyone else, you can right. yell at me all day long. Um, yeah, but uh, how many times do people really, really like their bosses? It, it, it's another occupation. I mean, you're right. going to get yelled at because you're going to get yelled at when you shouldn't be getting yelled at all the time. So, I mean, you're right. I guess it is a matter of... You just of have to look at what's the value of it. And find to out you. who your boss. Your boss may be a yeller. Uh, he, may, right. he may like to do that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't go into a situation and say, I'm going to like my boss. I say, I'm going there to do that job because you hired me to do that job. I got a special skill in something. You have a, spe- you have a special skill in something. Deborah does. I'm, going, I'm not going there to do you guys' job. I'm going to do my job, what they hired me for. This, my, this is what you hired me for. This is what I'm going to get done. During the day, if I can help somebody else after my job get done, then I will. It, well, it, it's the same thing when I bring up fear. If I look at, well, what do you, what if anything are you afraid of? And there's always something. We always have fears. It might be some, uh, a cricket in a room might be mm-hmm. a fear. It might be flying. It might be, you know, whatever. You know, driving with great white sharks. I wasn't afraid. Other right. people were scared. Mm, we'll mention how later. I mean, oh. um, but, but fear, but the opposite side of fear. The stuff out of them. The opposite, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things are coming die? out. We're back to orifices again. Um, so, <laughs> so the opposite side of fear is courage and trust. So if we can find out what you're afraid of and also find out what you have trust in and courage in, then we have something to work with because we can change the fear into that courage. What, or year, into the what trust. year is the, uh, your client in? 
He is uh, senior college, that particular one. Oh, okay. He's senior college. That okay. one is, yeah. I've got other guys in the NFL. That Has he had uh, different coaches? Mm-hmm. The coaches, and it's, the this is a recurring theme with him. Okay, so he coaching, coaching, having problems with coaches is a reincurring theme with him, which means it's more about him than the coach. Yeah, let me in let this me, particular instance, because um, you got uh, wrong keeping it real. That goes, that goes back to what do you trust about yourself and the right. smoke and mirrors? Can you look yourself in the mirror and say, "I'm doing right. everything I'm supposed to do"? Now the same thing with one of my NFL guys when it got towards the end of the season last year, and they were getting close to the playoffs, and, he's, and the coach was not exactly the best coach considered by you know the universe. Um, Coaches, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the player was like, "I'm not going to. My, I'm not talking to my coach. I'm not doing whatever. He's trying uh, yeah, to keep I his think own they job." This up, yeah, and mm-hmm. they are. They mm-hmm. are. Um, I, I don't think you change anything. Uh, not a significant amount of things going into the playoffs. What got you in right. the playoffs is what you know what you've been doing. Right. So just uh, make adjustments unless there's major injuries and guys are done. That's the only time you really make adjustments. Mm-hmm. And then and the player mm-hmm. going into that situation in the playoffs and not trusting your coach. Coaches do look out for themselves. Sure they, they do. They, it's they, Black Monday's coming up. Exactly. Yeah. And then um you know you, you look at that that good old boy system. If it's the mm-hmm. same thing, I, I I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. If I'm the head coach of somebody, I'm hiring my guys to coach around me because I trust them mm-hmm. and I trust them to teach and coach, which is, to my opinion, two different things. But you better be doing your job because right. this is not a friend. Well, and the I coach hired. is also reassessing themselves and going, "Holy man, you know what? What have I done? Yes. You know what should I have done? What didn't I do? You know that type of thing." At the same time, they're looking at their players and they're as human as everybody else. So they're looking at, "Do I point the finger at me or point the finger at somebody else?" Yeah, I mean, isn't the bottom line either you got to deal with it or you got to go? Like what? when you get down to it, co- I mean, college oh. pros doesn't matter. The coaches are never going to get fired over it because the players don't like them. College is uh, you can lose your you can't lose your scholarship. You lose your. St- I'm just saying hypothetically speaking. Well, you can lose your position you on the team, right. which so, means so you either lose deal, your either deal with the, the situation well, the or get released, like 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 what, like what you said, or. The coach isn't going anywhere. Which Football. goes back to dealing with your own internal situation as to how are you looking at it, and it's always an ass- you know assess where are you, where do you want to be, and what's getting in your way. The right. coach that took the uh, Notre Dame job, uh, O'Brien, uh, was the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Guarantee you, if he decides he don't want to coach college, he'll have a job in the mm-hmm. league again. It's that well, system, and in NFL, the business is winning and losing. That's that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Are we winning and losing? Are we consistently winning? Are we consistently losing? Mm-hmm. Then something has to yeah, change. Well, Penn then, State's different. Because Penn State is, uh, that's you big, have to win right away. That's a big just like program. Michigan, just yeah. like Notre Dame, yeah. just like you, you have to win right away. Ohio right. State, yeah. Well, no, the higher I, I up the ladder that. you get into the pros and stuff, if you're not pulling your weight, you're out, and somebody else is in. It's just right. So, so shouldn't See, that be easier for these guys? Be, hey, deal should, with it. You be, have to deal with it, or you're well, gone. But it's easy for like well, anybody else who are emotional human beings. You can tell somebody deal with it, and they they can puff up and you know say, sure, that's fine, I'll deal with it. But it's what happens when you're all alone with your own self and your thoughts that becomes the problem both on and off the field. It ends up in relationships off the field as problems, or it ends up on the field lashing out or lashing in, and your behavior on the field, your performance on the field will start to go down. And if you're a freshman, you don't understand, you don't know, you're coming in with wide eyes, you yeah. don't know yet, and I'm ta- let's talk college, if you're a mm-hmm. freshman, you're coming in, sophomore, you might be learning a little bit more, but once you get into your junior, your senior years, and you find out, unless you're that athlete that's planning on leaving in two years, and mm-hmm. most of them think like that, but when you get into your mm-hmm. junior and senior years, and you find out what this coaching staff is about, if you feel like they're giving everything on, to to put the winning product on the field, then yeah, deal with it and play ball. But well, if not, 
you know that as a, you know that as you get older, especially when you get into the league, you know this coaching staff is a joke. These are a bunch of buddies hanging out. Plus, in many of the in many of the guys, the personality is the same in any athlete. Um, that you're always looking at, well, you want to get to that next level, and is that coach or that personnel in, in any way helping you or hindering you from getting to that next level? Right. Are they are you putting in your very very best, and yet they're paying attention to somebody else on the team when you want that attention as well? So it all goes back to that human factor that you need to know how to manage why you moment think, to moment. Why you, why you guys think uh, ASU don't have that philosophy, that mindset is? Um, it should be the, the process of winning now. And that's basketball and football. We're here in Arizona, so I'd like to talk about the um, Arizona teams. We're going to get into the Cardinals and Peyton Manning along with free agency in the next segment. But ASU, we got about a minute and a half. Uh, They're looking for a quarterback. They come, well, well, their basketball team. They Brock have, Osweiler should not they, leave. They have, he's out of his mind. The, the linebacker. Huh? Who are you talking no, about? No, Brock Osweiler. Oh, well, they, look at the basketball. I'm talking about their basketball. Oh, basketball. basketball. Yeah. And, well, as well as football, because they hired a guy that nobody knows about. I think he come from West Virginia, maybe. But this guy, no, Pittsburgh, the football coach for ASU now was at Pittsburgh. He had that job for one year. The job before that, he had a year. Mm-hmm. He leaves and goes as he pleased, so there's no commitment to that. Now, the players he are quit not, through text. <laughs> he texted, <laughs> he, he texted <laughs> the athletic director saying, hey, sorry, so bye I got to go. But, okay, he, if, he, if he's allowed to do that and able to do that, I know the players are. So if your coaches leave and he recruits you, then you should better leave also without any penalties going to another team and sitting yeah, out. Sorry. Okay, but this guy right here, there's no commitment. So the, the uh, what is it, the... Fundraiser, who's it? The student, the guys who paying him. The uh, let me think. Sponsor um, boosters, yeah. boosters. Yeah, thank well, you. Yeah. Same well, thing, yeah. but that's there's another name for it. Anyway, those clowns hire him to do that. So that's not a commitment to winning. When this guy's jumping ship every three years, he has two different teams. He's jumping ship. There's no commitment to winning at you. Basketball, they can't get recruits. They got a lot of guys that's not rated on the team uh, in basketball. These guys are taking off to U of A to play one or two years. They're going out to California. Uh, and Every, rightfully so. You want well, everybody's win. looking out for their career. You yeah, cannot let your college athletes, uh, high school athletes, leave the state. That's how you win games. Right. Football, basketball. Yeah, but, but unless you're in Texas or California or New York, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you can go anywhere with those guys, but you, you can't let them leave the state. And that's I think um, he did a good job. Uh, the coach was at Ohio State. He used to do a great job at that football. Jim Trussell. Jim Trussell did a great right. job with that. What he did was took all the high school coaches and had them over for uh, mm-hmm. uh, a dinner or a lunch and, and put on a seminar and say, your kid will get a degree here. He will play top football here. Mm-hmm. He wasn't lying. He was telling the yeah. truth. But he got them there and was familiar. Because they can make money on the side. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know about the side. <laughs> well, you can't. You should be able to make money on the side or stop paying okay, this okay, guy. That's, hey, okay, that's, last sports geez. talk. That was down change. and dirty. Down and dirty. Smack myself in the face <laughs> for saying that. We come back in real quickly. You know, that segment's quick. So we got to get into some Peyton Manning free agency. Randy Mouse Sam, the San Francisco 49ers. We'll briefly talk to touch on that. From last sports talk, we'll be back in a minute. I think it might be 60 seconds. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Sports Channel, the talk doesn't get any hotter. 
Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Palmer House Sports Talk. This last segment probably going to move fast. Uh, I, when we got off the air, we were just finished with Down and Dirty with Deborah. Good stuff. Um, you know, follow Deborah on uh, yourclearedge.com. You know, this is a segment she's going through, so you might want to get involved with that. And this is bits and pieces, and we just take it uh, for a segment. But, you know, go to the website, check that out, and um, give her a call. Definitely give her a call. Uh, but check out the website because this goes deeper into just what we do in the segment. Um, also, we have the um, – I talked about Randy Moss signing with the San Francisco 49ers, and um, I think that was a huge deal. You know, Harbaugh up there throwing to him. Yeah, yeah. still thinking he a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, look at the family. They got an egos. You got to have an ego. I think, you know, cockiness is doing a lot of talking. Confidence mm-hmm. is making it happen. And he right. did make it happen last year he in his first it, year. And That's he right. made it happen. So, so, so I, you, I don't know what to say about that guy. But it, it's, it's you what it is. You follow up your bragging rights still, with action that no, gets I, results. That's I think cool. everything's still in play. But he could lose towards the, two of his receivers this year. Ted Jen and um, uh, what's the other guy's up? Crabtree. Uh, is up. But, well, he only throws to Vernon Davis anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, that's what San Diego Chargers did, and then everybody got got up on a uh, tight end, and he has no route. Well, but he has been so, yeah. Phillip Rivers, yeah, he's going to bounce back. That's the guy that needs to back, bounce back. But that was a good signing for the 49ers and what that excitement was. Think about if you ran them off. Why wouldn't you go there? Who's going to cover you on the Arizona Cardinals? Who's going to cover you in Seattle? Who's going to cover you in St. Louis? Mm-hmm. That's the per- that's the perfect. Yeah, but Alex now, Smith but doesn't have an arm. But if he so, it should be a problem. And I can throw the ball up to him. Uh, but if you, um, Alex, haven't even signed yet. They got a two-year deal on the table for him. He hasn't even signed. But if he went to any other one of those teams, then he would have to face the San Francisco 49ers twice, who has the best defense. What about New Orleans? No, I'm just talking about in this. No, conference. I know. Why wouldn't he go to New Orleans? Because if they, they off- if they offered him, why would you go to New Orleans with all this nonsense going on? Peyton mm-hmm. Peyton yeah. is going to miss a few co- uh, games. Uh, they're going to take a huge fine. They're going to lose some. They're going lose some draft picks. Scholarships. They're gonna lose some, <laughs> it is scholarships. <laughs> They're going to lose some draft picks, and then they don't have their defensive coordinator. And so offensively, you're gonna, you're not, if you're not on the field, and then they're they disrupting the, the chemistry with signing. I, I say franchising. I say disruption, but it's really not because I think Drew Brees, would, they will get a deal done. Yes, they will. According to what he did to that city when, they, when, they, when it was yeah. down in the dirts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't sign with them for that reason if I'm Randy Moss. Now, Terrell would want to get back in the league, so he may – because they may lose Colston. Yeah. Uh, to but play here's the thing: they don't play defense, so it doesn't matter about the defensive coordinator. They don't need to. They got uh, bounties. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: the bounties uh, is the second story in the NFL compared to uh, Peyton Manning. Right. So obviously the NFL doesn't care that much. Yeah. What they? What you know what? So I, I don't think I don't think it's as much of a distraction no, as it looks like initially. They care. They talked about it when it happened, and now today yeah. and today is free agency. So uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a bad light on what today could be for a lot of players because it's free agency. These guys are up, and 
here's the thing you don't want to hear about, but they about to make millions of dollars. Yeah, no. you think some of them making millions now, but they about to make millions of dollars yeah, right no, now. I, multiple. I, I'm, not, I'm not. This I, and this is some of their second contract. So this is where they solidify finally, financially. Like, yeah, Arian exactly. Foster is not making five hundred thousand a year. Right. Finally, being the best. What about this one? This one almost made me throw up. I literally gagged. Mark Sanchez getting forty million dollars. Are you kidding me? Well, what would you do? No, I, I would give. San, I would give Sanchez. 40 Stop million. it. I, I got rid of Brian Schottenheimer. Who didn't let him throw down the field? Because he can't. He, he, he plus he has I, nobody I to throw it to. Plaxico Burris didn't work. That's that's what's gonna happen you with Randy Moss. Uh, no, he had three. He had he had what six touchdowns, three in one game for a total of twelve yards. Fresh out of prison. Yeah. So fresh out of prison. Yeah. That, that you, said, me. you said you said he was gonna make the Pro Bowl three years. You said he had two or three Pro Bowl years. Who, bring the tape back six yeah, months or eight months ago. Please bring that tape back. I will look for it. Back. Yeah, you look for that one. I will. I can't wait to play it on the air. Okay, Peyton Manning. Where does he go? I think the best fit. Without any nonsense, would be the Arizona Cardinals, but I like, I can't see him. Now, first of all, we're talking to a guy who had four neck surgeries. Four neck surgeries, right. and, and these teams that he's going to, I'm not asking him to throw. This is, I mean, what, we, we haven't seen him throw since. That little. Might be uh, looking espionage. at some psyche veils, too, on, you know, where is he really? That little espionage tape they, uh, that <laughs> we see him? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> that's a guy. Yeah, that's it's a like guy. like Spygate number two. <laughs> but, but they asked this guy to come in and be their starting quarterback. Now, the Arizona Cardinals signed Kevin Cobb to a, mm. a, a multi-year deal, even though John Skelton outplayed him. So right. if I was the Cardinals, I'm going to the season with John Skelton. But if you can, if I didn't give Kevin Cobb that money and I can get a Peyton Manning, I mean, that makes your team better, but the guy had four neck surgeries, so he goes to Denver. He's going to Tennessee. Tennessee is out of respect for the state of Tennessee, I believe, but crazier um, things have happened. Well, if I were it is. Peyton, I'd be looking real hot and heavy yeah. at who's the line around me, who's going to protect me. That's why Tennessee is trying to get the uh, guard from uh, Minnesota who was, uh, mm-hmm. who was with uh, Seattle before, best guard in the league, best guard, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall yeah. of Famer. I'd be calling John Deere and yeah. see what kind of equipment they can bring in. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, two things. One, uh, Tennessee, crazier things have happened. They have Chris Johnson. You know, they have a solid defense. Just saying, and they have they have Kenny Britt, who who tore, who broke his leg or tore his ACL last year. So they have a young receiver there. Yeah, but it's uh, and it's a dome. They play so what's the dome? No, no, they don't play in a dome. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah. No, uh, no. Uh, Miami, I think, is ridiculous. Because Miami has a defense. Brandon but Marshall is a problem. Offense. Brandon Marshall is He's, not a problem. No, no, he is a problem. Go ahead. Uh, but Larry Fitzgerald is the citizen of the year every year. All he does is catch touchdown passes and catch everything that's thrown in his vicinity. Larry, uh, Larry Fitzgerald might be a problem. One minute he wants uh, Kevin Cobb, and he goes all out on Kevin Cobb. Um, then he wants Skelton. Um, so now this tells me, and now he's politicking for um, Peyton Manning. So Wouldn't this, you? This, I mean, three quarterbacks in one well, year. Well, here's the thing. Kevin Cobb, now, I he got a raw deal because he got hurt in a new system, and it automatically it's like, oh, he's not worth the money. He didn't even get a chance. I no, I know, oh. but people are already throwing him. Like, they don't want to pay him the $7 million signing. but he's three bonus. plus minutes. <laughs> I say, look, <laughs> look, no, I think Kevin Cobb. <laughs> Can it, you tell everybody who said three plus minutes? That was right. funny. No, no, that was Monk. He's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, on that Cavassier. Look, I think, um, yeah, I, I think he did get a raw deal. He didn't have turn. The quarterback book is like a stack of right. Bibles. Uh, he did he got a raw deal because there was a shortening in the season, the, the free agency, the, not the free agency, but the the uh, lockout mm-hmm. that we had. Uh, so he couldn't come in and get everything that the Cardinals want to do right. to be successful. I think he's still young enough, so I don't really see a guy who has no neck surgery um, losing his job to Peyton Manning, although Peyton Manning is who he is, but he has four neck surgery. Yeah, but he got cleared to play by, by a professional doctor. By his professional doctor. Give, so Give me a... Uh, I'm just saying, he got cleared to play. Give me $2 million, I'll clear you to play. 
No way did that happen. I didn't say that happened. I just told you, give me $2 million and I'll clear you to play. <laughs> I will not. Oh, well then. But, no, I'm saying Well, there's he, a clearing I to play from a medical aspect, and then there's, do you still have the ability to play? And I'm Meaning a Peyton Manning fan. He's yeah. going to be fine. I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. Well, so, yeah, you can say that about Tiger Woods, too, and look so what happened. No, right he won't say that about Tiger Woods. He, he said about Peyton. He's going to be fine. It's, it's completely different. There there are, there are, it's a life-threatening injury, and it's uh, a... What's life-threatening? The neck. Yes, yes, it is. But which it's different, but I'd rather walk again. Pain man, I, I, being guy, cleared is one thing. It's the when you um, emotionally you can say you can say I've just busted my knee and I'm cleared to walk an and I'll be hobbling around if I think that I'm still in pain. He got he has to go to where there's office alignment because he can't mm -hmm. be taking those blind shots. Now you can if I can see a hit coming, mm -hmm. I can protect myself. Those blind shots mm -hmm. from the back with the neck. You got guys like Mario Williams coming from the right side of him. That's that's, he has that's got, done. He, that's yeah, a closed casket. For him to play like he's been playing in the past years, he's got to have the confidence within him and within his team that he can trust right, them. But he's also old now. Older. He's 36. Yeah. Uh, and since when is 36 not old for a quarterback? 36 not old for a like, quarterback? Well, okay, Brett Favre played till he was 65. And then, I mean, like, who else? Like, <laughs> like it's not, it's not, it's older. That's not Peyton he's Manning. Not, he's never going to be the same. That's, okay, that's, that's so the same So people thing. need to understand not that he's never going to be the same. That's, so that's why that contract he got was so ridiculous. Because he's never going to be what he was when he came in the that league. That contract was ridiculous. He turned down that contract so he can get more guys on his team. And then when they was going to give him $28 million on March 8th, they released, they cut, they released him. He made $25 million dollars last year for, for nothing. But I could have played good. more NFL games than okay. he could have last year. Okay, but he had a guarantee. If the money was right. He had yeah, a guarantee. Right. If million. you pay me. You know what? I want to talk about the uh, NCAA. <laughs> it was a good show, but uh, here's what we do. Y'all get your, get your guys' bracket, and we'll fill them out, and we'll talk Detroit, about them. Detroit's going to be Kansas. First, first game. It may be. I, I, I won't put that past <laughs> No, no, you're, you're supposed to say no because I know you went Kansas. to Kansas. I can't argue with that. I went to the University <laughs> of Kansas. I can't argue with that. I've seen them do worse. I've seen them lose to Harvard four years ago. I mean, uh, Howard. At the school in D.C. Yeah. But when those boys play, when you guys, Missouri and their point guards, <laughs> keep an eye on those guys. Keep an eye on, on Baylor, too. Baylor. Big 12 is going to be nasty. All right. Well, I don't, it's a lot of free agents, so we'll stay on top of that. This is Quarmel Sports Talk. We had a great segment. Check out uh, yourclearedge.com. Deborah Debris. Uh, get some more information on these segments she's going in. And then go to Alex's uh, Twitter page and his fan page because he's going to have another small show on his uh, Facebook. Quarmel Sports Talk. We'll be back next week. for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.